left, Jess on his right. Hey, hold up, don't start a fight. He's got you covered with all the sports. Don't fret, he's wearing shorts. It's time for Waking Jake in the morning. Waking Jake at night. Jake sucks. Good morning, Bakers. What is going on, everybody? Happy Monday, Feb 7th. A shout-out to everyone. BBD, we're over 5K subs. 502. Oh, happy Monday. Claps in the chat. You guys are the best. Couldn't even save that for the end. Had to get it out there. Hope you guys had a good weekend. Weird weekend in the sports world. Uh, Olympics are live. Uh, touch and go with a lot of people with these Olympics. Uh, China. Uh, and everything's not like live. So that's tough if you're an internet person. Like it's kind of going to come across your timeline. I'll say this. I still, uh, still love what the Olympics can bring out of you. I got, I got caught watching... The, the skeleton or the individual bobsled or something like that. And you get all the stories instantly, and it's like, all right, this guy, you know, if he keeps his foot tight, he's been number one on the circuit this year. And this guy finished third in last Olympics because his ear fell off mid-run. So, um, I don't know. I uh, The Olympics are the Olympics. It does feel weird having them this close to each other. Uh the whole time zone thing and all of that, uh, that has made it a little tricky and hard to appreciate. So I, I get that. I think a lot of people are on the same page there. Uh, Pro Bowl. I mean, my goodness, we're, we're getting to an odd place with that. At a certain point, do we do we just not play the game? Because that's bizarre. Some touch going on. Not a lot of not a lot of heart. Not a lot of heart. Don't get me wrong. I like the fun stuff, but fun stuff's fun. Fun stuff's always fun. Uh, you know, I'm seeing some comments in the chat right now. My goatee is gone. I literally just shaved it. Me and BBD started the episode with me and him in the bathroom. I, I shaved. Yeah. The bathroom where multiple people can be there at once now. Yeah. We we didn't have the first couple years here. Uh, well, here, yes, at the company as a whole, a lot of a lot of individual trips. And I mean, hey, early return, I a little, just a little bit more of the understanding when facial hair guys hate to see it leave. I understand that feeling a little bit. Feels a little weird. Feels empty on the face right now. Uh, so the goatee, I'm sure, will be back. Um, Jessica's nightmare. Uh, I did watch some college basketball this weekend, which was actually a treat. I watched my UConn Huskies lose to Villanova. Um, noon game. Love a good noon sports game that if you can sit down and watch it. Um, and I bet Villanova to win because I did the classic, if they win. If UConn wins and I lose the bet, I'm happy that UConn won. If Villanova wins and I win the bet, then I have money. So that worked out for me. 
Uh, caught some Duke UNC later. Great energy there because it was Coach K's last game at Chapel Hill. So that was fun. And it was just a reminder of how close March Madness is getting, which is really soon. Um, like a month away from Selection Sunday, kind of. So, uh, and with all of that being said, let's be honest, it's Super Bowl week. Rams, Bengals, we'll hear about that all week. You know, the actual media day that kind of started sports media days. Uh, we will have our second episode this week be a full-blown Super Bowl preview. I think Rosie haven't actually talked to him yet. It's hard on, tough on me. It's my biscuit. We'll see his schedule. Um, but we did it last year, and that was fun. So maybe that's an annual thing. If not, Bobby Skinner. And maybe Bobby Skinner will refuse because if he's second rate to Chris Rose. He's allowed to. He just doesn't accept that. So there will be a Super Bowl preview. I'm not going to start a lot of Super Bowl stuff on Monday, although I will say... I'm starting to drink a little Bengals Kool-Aid. Um, part of it was, and I want to give a little sports shout-out to uh, Espen, because, you know, I'm pretty quick to give ESPN some crap when they play Eagles, an Eagles concert on ESPN, because it's just not sports at all. It's just not sports. Yeah. Not it's, even it's close not, to sports. It's not tangential to sports. Like, it's not an eating competition that you're like, is that sports? Or it's not, you know, even darts or chess. Was that at least, was that concert at least like in a, a major stadium? Might have been or in something. the LA Coliseum or something. Yeah, um, that's not one I care about. I watched while I was doing some chores last night, laundry, I'll be specific. Uh, the Tuck Rule, 30 for 30, I caught a chunk of that, was pretty good. Was pretty good. Haven't really watched a thirty for thirty in a while. I feel like those had a period where it was like if you were a sports fan, you almost think, had to keep up to date on the thirty for thirties. I think everyone at some point ha- has had like a a catch up. Like they watch right. like fifteen of them in a in a month or two, and uh, and like now now it's hard to keep up. And I find out so late that one came out. I'm like oh, I would have liked that, and I'll catch it eventually. So. Uh, it was pretty good. They had Tom Brady and Charles Woodson together, like, rewatching it, which at first was tough, but you kind of knew that was going to be tough. It's just two athletes, and you're letting them run with it. But once they got into it, it was pretty good. Um, and, man, you just, like, I, like, I, BBD, I know you, you know a lot of the story, but, I mean, 2002, you're eight? Seven. Uh, I turned five in five? July of 2010. How, How many people are over there? Um, here's a quick naughty anecdote for this morning, uh, and I think I've told it on Wake and Jake, but one time one of my friends was hooking up with a girl, and she reached downstairs and said, let me see what we're working with. And that's just always been one of my favorite <laughs> phrases. So, um, But the whole story of the tuck rule is really good. Like, Dude, Drew Bledsoe was like a dude. Like, I'm trying to think of the comparison. He signed, at the time, the biggest contract. And then he came back and he was healthy. And Brady, like, hadn't taken off yet. Dude, there's some stuff around it that's nuts. And like any 30 for 30, when you relive it, you remember all the little details. Um, It's like, oh, yeah. 
Yeah. I, um, I haven't seen that specific 30 for 30, but I watched the Brady doc, and that that's Brady's first Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. That yes. Year. So he... Uh, so they, they they cover a lot of the same stuff. Yeah, I caught um, I caught they played the first episode of Man in the Arena after it, and it's again very well made. It's so it's such Patriot Kool Aid that it was tough for me to absorb. Yeah, it's, um, it's like a little less Patriotsy by the end, but it's also because you started they lose the Super Bowl. There's, there's like three different episodes where they lose Super Bowls, right? So that helps. Um. That being said, the Tuck Rule 30 for 30 was really good. Uh, you know, I don't want to give away too, too much. But A, I mean, Tom Brady and Charles Woodson are two all-timers. The like Part of the secret, so I guess I'll give this away, is that the Raiders knew what play was coming. Um, I, I won't give the whole thing away, but like kind of an all-time player pulled an all-time cool move where he basically figured out, found out the call. Um and, yeah, it's just how much history changed because of that. Uh, the Patriots going to win the Super Bowl. It, they did it a little hokey, but there would have been a genuine conversation if they lost that game, which if that play had stand, that was it, that Drew Bledsoe would have gotten the starting job the next year. Yeah. Because Tom Brady was like, you know, I did, like, I lost the game. Um, Like, that's that's not on anyone. So, um. 30 for 30 is still good. There's a little bit of a sports update. Um, and people, like we stumbled into last episode, uh, I think we'll talk a little baseball. You know, we've, we've got a baseball community here. Uh, I've been teasing our QB standings. I decided, well, A, it's hilarious to keep dragging it on because we've been talking about it for weeks. But also, we should let this Super Bowl happen, right? Because <laughs> one guy is going to go up a lot. Yeah, one of those two... I, I, whichever one wins, I think goes up a tier. I don't know what what it'll do for overall. I think number, Joe. I think Joe Burrow has better better leap potential than than Matty Staff. At the same time, I think Matty Staff has bigger poop his pants potential a little bit. So uh, we will wait on that. And we stumbled into which I think was really fun for baseball fans. It was a nice little AL preview last episode. We thought we might get through the whole league, but we're just so into it. Just where the teams actually stand, because there will be a day when baseball comes back. And then we're going to have to be in hyperdrive. And by the way, it doesn't look like that day is coming too soon. Uh, We finally got to the ugly parts of the meetings, which we felt coming. Slash things are getting out in the public. Uh, All the players getting their tweets out. MLB said they were going to bring a proposal. Then they said they were not going to do that. They tried to bring an arbiter in. MLBPA said, no, let's do this ourselves. And here we are. Uh, I, mean, I, I suppose the silver lining on it. Mm. I mean, sure, it's a, it's a time where it feels at its most bleak and, and like they'll never come together. But it is kind of the part that, that these things spark real conversations and, and maybe some some meeting in the middle begins to happen. Yeah. It's, like mean, a, it's a necessary part of the process. I, uh, quick ad. I was on, uh, the compound this week's episode of the compound with Ian Hap, Dakota, Zach short producer, Tom. Um, and we talked about a little bit on the episode. We talked about a little bit off the episode and, uh, you know, I, 
progress was and is being made and there were good vibes and this is the first this is the first real hurdle so you know by the end of this week i think the owners are getting together and they're supposed to counter which is kind of weird uh but yeah we'll we'll see we'll see if they can continue gonna gonna be a big labor app of talking baseball after this ad big labor app coming up and yeah we'll uh man I don't know, February 7th. I mean, we're we're at like, what are there, four weeks in February? We got yeah. about three weeks to come up with a deal to save games, and that just doesn't seem, seem possible. Yeah, it feels... When you start doing the math about like free agency needing to continue trades, did the Rule 5 draft happen? People were debating I that. Think, I don't think it happened the but, minor league phase did because it's guys right, right, right. associated with the 40, man. I think like that would still have to happen. They've said they're still going to do that. Arbitration for players hasn't happened. Yeah. Some guys agreed to deals before the lockout, but like Geo got his and, and there's some others. But. So there's the spring training side of it, which you kind of need to give guys a, a week to report and then they need like three weeks to get ready or so at least minimum. And then when you factor in all the other stuff, like even March 1st, kind of wouldn't, hmm. wouldn't be enough. I'll tell you what is enough, Bakers, and I, I need you guys to give some love today. We got a new partner at John Boy Media, Masterworks. Masterworks. Uh, and if you go check it out, me and BBD were looking at this, and we're like, hey, what's going on here? We're both cultured guys. We're both money guys, big time. Big time money guys. Masterworks, it gives you access to, and people might not know this about the story, Ellie's. We are art people. My sister runs uh, the Syracuse like art department, Syracuse YMCA art department. Um, and what Masterworks does, uh, basically, you can go in and invest on art, and you might not be able to own your own Picasso code for Picasso. Um, or Warhol, Monet, or whatever, Banksy, he's in there, but you can invest in it. So it's basically, if you're investing in crypto, homes, whatever you're doing, diversifying, invest in the arts. That's what I always say. Go to masterworks.com.art, excuse me, masterworks.art slash Jake. So think about what I just said. Masterworks.art, like that, slash Jake, and go click around. I did this this morning because I, I wanted to know. I want, If I was going to push this on the bakers, I want to know. And it's actually pretty cool. Um, art prices continue to basically go up in value. They kind of always have. And you can get your piece of it. So if you're diversifying or if you're just curious, like it's a whole kind of new world. I know Fayao in here is a curious cat. A lot of curious people amongst the bakers masterworks.art slash Jake. Go check it out. Art. I tell my sister every day. And I actually just got my first piece of art from my nephew, Emmett. Ooh. He sent me a piece of art in the mail. So maybe we'll see if we can get that up there. I mean, that would be really pimping out my nephew early, I think. I mean, you guys. But. Early investors. But, you know. Start investing him now. 
So go check out Masterworks. Uh, we appreciate them. New friends are old friends here at John Boy Media. Um, let's talk some ball, BBD. Mm. We're going to be doing that for the next couple hours, like you mentioned. Well, actually, talking baseball, it's kind of not talking about ball. And that's where, again, we stumbled into this last episode. Um, a, I wanted to talk baseball. I've been getting the itch. This time of year is normally... Itch season. Whoa. Like we've normally, I think under normal circumstances, we would have probably just recorded the first PPPs, TPPs right. this weekend. Like we'd be sinking our teeth in. We'd be, and be, we'd be like, kind of in six day a week mode. Again. Be like the Pirates aren't going to sign anyone else. Um, we will see again when all of this, when all of this ends, which I don't know. I can't tell you if it's going to be March 1st or if it's going to be like July 1st, uh, which is a scary thought yeah. I had. Um, Can I make one confession? Yeah, absolutely. For me personally, wouldn't hate if it's like we just, if it's enough down the line that like we delay the season like two weeks. Uh, I've, I got an invite to a, a close friend's wedding. That's oh. October 7th, which is a tough time for ah, us. Ah, okay. So if we can... Move the postseason back like a week. I'm good. Okay. But, okay. We'll work on that. Yeah. Um, and this is how I'm telling you that. Okay. It's out eight there. Eight months from now. Message received. Where is it? Uh, like South Jersey. Okay. We can get you in and out. Yeah. We'll get you in and out. Um, yeah, I have a wedding April 8th. So mm. if that if the season gets delayed by two weeks, that's almost when. Anyways, people, enough wedding talk. Let's talk about the teams that are. Because we did this. Last episode for the AL, so if you missed that, go check it out. Um, and, you know, I guess the point for me was when this all starts going down, we think the Yankees are going to sign a star shortstop. A lot of people think that. Excuse me. <laughs> um, but right now, rosters on paper, like I think Toronto and Tampa right now both have better rosters than Boston and New York. Um, yeah, in that division. And, I mean, part of the point is I, I do think those teams are still going to make big transactions. But, like, um, like I had, like, a little thing this weekend. Like, Toronto could probably do one more, like, like FU move, huh? They they still might. And Blue Jays fans, man, they've been all over us. They were mad at our uh, Talking Baseball episode with the top ten free agents saying they're not going to. The Toronto crowd has been convinced that this is their window, which I don't think is wrong, but that their front office is willing to spend big, big Steve Cohen-type money. And it's for me, it's never been a doubt of that. Like, I know they have money. I know they have a big audience, big TV contract, all of that. Uh, for me, it's just you need to see it because I think Toronto needs to outbid people uh, because it's moving to Canada. Like, I... I, I mean, the, the thing that... And, and the NL episode is becoming pretty AL heavy, yeah. so I'll keep it brief. But, uh, like, I th they, they probably get a trade for a guy that has two-ish years left, and they don't that way they can't, like, veto it. But, uh, and then when that guy's up, the guys they already have need to start getting paid. So that would, Jose Ramirez fits their timeline. Wow. I mean, yeah. Hey, the Blue Jays could still go nuclear. I, for this exercise, wanted to see where everyone's bearings are at. So when the floodgate does open and we're like, oh, you know, everyone's wondering if the Mets are going to make more moves. It, they've been saying they are. I think our guy Heyman tweeted it out the other day. 
Are the Mets the current number one in the NL East? And I guess we'll start with the East Coast again because we're East Coast bias. Uh, the New York Mets already had themselves an offseason. Um, Starling Marte, center fielders. I've been saying it on Talking Baseball for a while. Compare them to center fielders. What Starling Marte did last year was pretty nuts. Uh, Miggy Rojas, a guy I essentially trust with my life uh, for basically communicating with him once, uh, swore by Starling Marte. They also signed Mark Canna who's been as solid as they come the past couple years. Um, There's a lot of good butter knifing you can do with Mark Canna. Good on base guy. Eddie Escobar. Love me some Eddie Escobar. <laughs> Will Robinson Cano come back for them? That's a fun one. Um, oh, and by the way, Max Scherzer uh, to a massive contract where they now pair DeGrom, Scherzer, Taiwan Walker, Carlos Carrasco, Tyler McGill. So... The rotation kind of does thin out, especially when Taiwan Walker, love him, friend of the pod, he had as good of a first half as Taiwan Walker could have, and then he had as bad of a second half as Taiwan Walker could have. So going into year as your three, that's a little scary. Cookie Carrasco hasn't been the same for a couple moons now. Uh, McGill, a kid, showed some flashes. Not, not going to write him off at all. Could easily uh, see them targeting one more, like a solid guy. And from the end of last year, the Mets have still lost a lot. I know Syndergaard was out, but he's gone and like he won't be an option to come back. Um, Javi Baez ended the year on the Mets last year. Mm. He's on Detroit. Marcus Stroman was super consistent for them last year. He is a Chicago Cub. Rich Hill is gone. Aaron Loop in a 0.95 ERA is gone. Conforto like, Familia, Batances, what happened, Dellen? Mm. Come home. Come home. Um, that being said, the Mets have a lineup. Nimmo, Marte, Lindor, Alonzo. They have Cano in there for now. Canna, Escobar, McNeil, McCann. And I guess the bigger thing for me right now with the Mets, let's say... You, you think Robinson Cano is done. Because guess what? He was 39 and he was on on PEDs. Um, I'm not going to argue with you. Right now on their bench, J.D. Davis, who can hit? Um, I don't think he can play any defense, but he can hit. Really hit. Also, Dom Smith. Dom Smith, who after the 2020 season, people were talking about him being one of the like top five young hitters in baseball. Um I think people were reaching and hoping. I do think Dom Smith's a good baseball player, and I think the Mets have messed with him a little bit because he really hasn't had a position to play, and I think the Mets would admit that. I think Dom Smith would admit that. So I think the Mets offense has new pieces. Starling Marte, Canna, Eddie Escobar. I think they've got depth now with J.D. Davis, Dom Smith. The Mets are a strong team. The Mets are a strong team. Let's be honest, it's all going to come down to DeGrom and Scherzer's health. Uh, Scherzer, there's no reason to doubt it, except the fact he's 37 and a half years old. A couple injuries popped up in recent years. He had the thing in the playoffs this year. But, but like, not missing, like, crazy time or anything. Or diminishing results. Yeah, it seems like if that happened in season, it would have... Skipped a start, and, and he's probably fine. I mean, DeGrom's kind of got the bigger he's injury the one, scare. Yeah. 
DeGrom's stats last year, 15 starts, 92 innings, 146 strikeouts, a 1.08 ERA. And for a while into the year, don't know where where it exactly landed, but I remember going pretty deep in, everyone was talking about, he's driven in more runs than he's given up. Right, right, right. Just hitting stuff. Former shortstop. Um, So... The problem with the Mets is also they are the Mets, and they're in the division with the Atlanta Braves. Um, and the Atlanta Braves, again, this is where things get pretty tricky pretty quick with Freddie Freeman being a free agent, which hmm. Poppy Gordo, myself, uh, kind of brought to light, and Heyman also ran with that. Sorry about it. Currently, no Eddie Rosario, no Jack Peterson. Um no Jorge Soler as of now, uh, which is Marcelo Zuna coming back? There's kind of a big question mark for them. I think he is. I think so. Like they said, he's like at least by MLB suspension stuff, he's eligible. He was good for them. Don't know. Uh, right now, their lineup is listed as this: Dansby Swanson, Ozzy Albie's, Austin Riley, Marcelo Zuna, Adam Duvall, Travis Darno. Uh, Drew Waiters, they think the, well, him and Pache, the two young guys, are currently listed in their outfield. They have Orlando Arcia at first base. I'm, I'm not going to take that as a reality. Um, everyone thinks Freddie Freeman's going back to Atlanta. He probably is a good chance he does. If you're the Braves, they've got these cheap contracts for some of their other young guys. I don't. Almost makes perfect sense to bring him back and pay him. Yeah, I'd, I'd bet my money on him over the on him going back to Atlanta over the field, but you you'd just, like, you never know. You'd like to think so. Young, thick Austin Riley. What a year last year! Uh, is that going to be the norm, or is he going to come back to earth a little bit? Interested to see on that. And one of the brave sneaky secrets: uh, the pitching. Max Freed, really good. Charlie Martin. Still doing the damn thing. Ion Anderson, our guy. Husker, you know, what's that kid going to be? He's 23. Um, And then they've got a bunch of other young arms. Tucker Davidson is currently listed there. Tuki Toussaint's been floating around. Sean Newcomb. Um, Soroka, when will he he be back? Because he's supposed to be the best pitcher of that crew. Um, Let's see. Kyle Wright. Kyle Mueller. Um, Mueller is weird. The Braves have really good young pitching depth that it feels like things are going to click and they're just going to be there. Um, they are really good. I do think, God, if they don't, if they don't bring Freddie back, what are we doing? What are we doing? Um, that being said, right now, the Braves on paper, half of their lineup doesn't scare you. It just doesn't. Like, I, I love Darno, but he fell off last year. Adam Duvall's Adam Duvall. I know the RBI are there, but 228, 281. And he, I mean, him as your 7-hole hitter is different than your projected 5-hole hitter. Very you know true. They're, you know they're going to get a first baseman. You hope it's Freddie. They're going to get somebody that will change things. 
Love me some Ozzy Albies, though. I'll say that. Dansby just into the Vandy Hall of Fame, so that's huge. Um, bullpen should be discussed. They were obviously disgusting last year during the playoffs. Oh, and how about Ronald Acuna Jr.? Whoops. That guy will be back. Um, I don't know. I, I think talent-wise, Mets... Mets probably have the Braves, but I think just how baseball works, even if this was the actual roster, which the Braves will have more moves, you you have to take Atlanta. They won it all. And their depth, while the Mets have kind of veteran depth, Eddie Escobar depth, J.D. Davis depth, those young pitchers for Atlanta... I mean, these are guys that were starting World Series games that currently aren't in their rotation. Kyle Mueller, Kyle Wright. Uh, if one of those guys clicks, Tucker Davidson, think three young arms that now had postseason experience. If one of those guys clicks, their rotation is stacked. Like, stacked, stacked. So... The safe money is still on the Braves, even after thing, every, everything the Mets have done. Both teams will be looking to make moves as we come out of it. Um, Mets supposedly still big boy moves, so we'll see. And I I, uh, I guess I would support that because I, I, I think they're still in the same realm as the Atlanta Braves, if not, if not behind them still. Braves just have the benefit of the doubt. Good organization stuff. They should. As they should. We we clicked on that baseball reference one day, and it's like, oh, the Braves have been dominant. Like, they took a little lull in the middle, but otherwise they've been dominant for, like, 30 years. 22 out of 30 years. Um, BBD, your Phillies. Mm-hmm. Segura Hoskins. Remember, they lost him for a bit last year. Harper, Real Mudo, Didi, Bohm, Hastley, Veerling, Moniac. Who? Ha! Wheeler, Nola, Ranger, Suarez, Kyle Gibson. Prospect Hans Kraus maybe rounding out the rotation. Um, and they signed Corey Kniebel, Evil Kniebel, before free agency ended. Uh, as they still try to work, improve that bullpen. Um, What do we see with the Phillies? Harper? Yeah, I mean, the second half of their lineup is just a a mystery right now. Didi was bad last year, as Yankee fans convince ourselves to bring him back. Alec Bohm? BBD? Well, you know, a lot of genuinely a lot of hard hit outs and all that, okay. and that, that's tough. And you can you can do some since May whatever numbers, but the overall product's bad, and he can, and he isn't the answer at third long term. Well, the I, other side of it, and the fun part, which again we're really hoping to get to with baseball, the Phillies are going to make moves. I I think they're in the Correa race. Um. It just seems they're a thousand percent getting a corner outfielder. Everyone's been on that. Um, 
It's kind of what pedigree, Conforto, people think Castellanos, Schwarbo. Um, and they could use it. And, and if that person can be their fifth hitter, even slide Real Muto, Segura was really good last year. Fun to watch. Uh, Hoskins is Hoskins. Bryce Harper, MVP type guy. JT Real Muto. They need another bat, if not to. The pitching's low-key good. Uh, you know, Phillies, it felt like forever the statement was Wheeler, Nola, Wheeler, Nola, like however far they'll take them. Ranger Suarez broke out last year. Like, let's see what he's got. One three six ERA and 106 innings pitched. That's pretty nutty. Several roles. Gibby is our guy. Um, 30 starts to the tune of a three seven one. So I don't know. I, I The Phillies just have been such the Phillies. It doesn't feel like they're on the same tier as the Mets. And it's especially like overall bullpen depth after Kniebel, Alvarado. Right. There's not really anyone you, you're going to say going in. I know I, you're, I'm right to trust them for now. Connor Brogdon fans stand up. Um, yeah, man. I, I don't know. They brought in Dombrowski. I think they're going to make impact moves. I pick them to get Correa. I mean, doing some tea leaves. It's not perfect. Uh, the fact that I think that means that if that doesn't happen, I mean, you're talking about a Conforto, Castellano, Schwarber. Will they go and get a pitcher? Are they in on Rodon? Does that change their future? One, one more you reliever would be great. This team is in the dance with the Mets. It's definitely, if, if the things go right, this team for sure. They have enough talent at a base level. They need some of those bottom guys to have closer to best-case scenarios than what they got last year. But, yeah. Ranger Suarez is the pivot point. I know we talked about him a ton last year. If he's a legit top-of-the-rotation three, I think that sure does change their outlook. Because think Kyle Gibson... In the four, like I, you know, I think that's going to be a level of consistency and veteran presence. That if four out of five days a week, these Phillies and Bryce Harper are getting a good start, the NL East, just like the AL, is going to be a bloodbath because we, well, let's talk about one of the best players in the game, Juan Soto. Um, unfortunately for him, I think the Nationals are going to be bad, big bad. Nationals, you won a World Series in 2019. Congratulations. I think right now is a really good team time to be rebuilding. Because I do think the NL East is absolutely stacked. Um, you know, hey, Hope Strasburg, Corbin bounce back. Hope Josiah Gray is the truth. Hope Kelbert Ruiz, also the truth. You're going to lose a lot of games this year because the Miami Marlins are also very good. Um, let's start with the rotation. Sandy, Alcantara, Alcantara. Nasty. Nasty, nasty. Trevor Rogers, he broke out in a big way. Poppy Gordo was on that. Whoops. 
Pablo Lopez, really good. They traded for Jesus Lazardu. Lazardu. Lazardo. He was a massive prospect as of two years ago. <laughs> Got knocked around a little bit. Came over to Miami. Didn't look super bad. Super bad. Good movie. They're going to pitch. It's how much do they hit. Right now the lineup is Miggy Rowe, Jazz Chisholm, Avisail Garcia. They signed him. If you remember that one. Jesus Aguilar. And then it's Sanchez, Brian Anderson, Joey Wendell. We love Joey. Brian De La Cruz, Jacob Stallings. Jacob Stallings won the gold glove last year. Seems like they're making that bet at catcher that their catcher is going to be nine-hole defense. They still just need boosts. Right now, center field and left field with Brian De La Cruz and, and I don't even know if it's Jesus or Jesus Sanchez, which I don't want to be a shot fired at him. Um, but the fact I don't know is a bad thing. I've really wanted them to get Castellanos. It feels like their offense needs that boost. Like Jazz Chisholm was so much fun last year. His final stat line, 248 average, 303 on base, a 425 slug. So, like, hey, it's a really nice rookie year, especially for a second baseman. 18 homers, 23 swipes. I love it. This lineup needs some more juice. Um, when they signed Avisail Garcia, I said that's a fine signing as long as they get a more impact bat. He's He's... Greatest part of a, an offseason where you get more impact bats and, and pop. He's good. Like, uh, it kind of what we were saying, you were saying before, Adam Duvall as a five or a seven hitter is different. Avisail Garcia as a three or a five hitter is monumentally different. Um, and they still need that. They, they need that in droves. Like, um, you know, he, Brian Anderson and Joey Wendell, those guys can be pesky at the bottom part of the lineup. They could be super pesky. I mean, it's Joey Wendell, people. Uh, They need more beef. I hope they get it. It feels like their young pitching is entering a window. It is absolutely brutal, the division that they are in. Um, And I don't know, man, like... The final NLE standings last year. Braves, 88 wins. They won the division with that. And again, reminder, almost everything went wrong for them the first 66% of the year. And then it started going right. The Phillies ended up 82-80. and I mean, yeah. So what are they going to add? I think it's got to be... One massive impact piece or a couple. The Mets were 77 and 85. Sure, they've added a lot, but you needed to add a lot because you finished 77 and 85. Marlins were a 67 win team. Hey, they almost lost nothing, but you still got to add and you need those young guys to get a lot better. It's the Braves division until it's decided. But again, just circle it, man. Like, the Mets want to do more. Cohen wants to go nuts. The Phillies, they brought in Dombrowski for a reason. They want to go. And meanwhile, the Braves, 
unless they totally screw the pooch on this Freddie Freeman thing, which they might, by the way. I think the Dodgers and Yankees are throwing him money. The Braves are still out of reach for both of them. NL East. How about that? Let's go over to the Central. Just talked to Ian Happ of the Cubs, Compound, Flex. They made some noise early on. Um, did the Brewers win the Central last year? They did, 95-67. and 67. Um, Corbin Burns, Cy Young, whoops. Um, they've already lost some pieces. Eddie Escobar, Avisail Garcia, Manny Pena over to the Braves before. Didn't mention him at the catcher position. Sorry, Manny. Second in starting pitcher ERA last year. We always think of the Brew Crew's bullpen. Boy, could they pitch. Burns, Woodruff, Peralta, the law firm, Hauser, um, and Eric Lauerpower. With an, ain't bad. With a really solid year last year. We all know Josh Hader, Devin Williams. It feels like this team always finds Brent Suter types. Jake Cousins, Aaron Ashby is supposed to be kind of next in line. He's their top prospect. And, he, and he's supposed to like move to the rotation at some point. Yeah. About this year. It'll be interesting to see how they handle him. But the, the Brewers are a super well-run organization. Um, Pitching-wise, it always seems they're there. We always end up talking about the offense. And they did make a trade. They brought in Hunter Renfro. Remember that? Kind of reported that. Um. Colton Wong, Willie Adamas, who is a different player on the Brewers, Yelly, Chris Rose rotation, Hunter Renfro, Rowdy Telez, Luis Urias, Omar Narvaez, Lorenzo Kane, Tyrone Taylor. Brewers are good. Brewers are good. It's uh Rousseau is there. Yeah, I think we'll, I will bench pop. I think the consensus statement on the crew is that everyone wants them to add one more impact bat. Um, and I get it. Um, you know, I want to believe Rowdy Telez was who he was on the Brewers, but I, I can't confirm that. He was super nice to us, like the nicest dude has kind of been. And not in like an over-the-top way, just like being a guy. So I love Rowdy Telez. He, he was just like hanging out. He's chilling. Like, Rowdy Telez could have finished the RV trip with us. And been like, all right. I'm kind of a big guy, so if you could give me a shotgun, that'd be fine. We've wanted them to pair the big bat with Yelly. And, man, Yelly's numbers last year are pretty bizarre. Um, and we'll see. You know, I, there was some Schwarbo talk on the episode. Seems like a fit personality-wise and skill-wise. Yeah, positional... Versatility-wise, just fits. For me, I don't know if they will, and I don't know if they need to, because I do like this team, and if I'm the Brewers, I'm one of the number one teams staring at Atlanta's model from the year before when they went out and they got Rosario, Soler, and Jock. If you're the Brewers, I, I think you can let this team run till the deadline. Find out what Hunter Renfro get, you're getting. Find out what Rowdy Telez you're getting. Find out what Urias you're getting. And then you make your move then. Why not? Like, look how well it looked for the Braves. They gave up nothing. 
and they got three of their bigger impact playoff bats. So I think they can do that. Um, find out who Tyrone Taylor is if he pans out. Um, I like the crew. They're running it back. They did lose some some pieces. Again, love Eddie Escobar. And Avisel Garcia was out there every day for that team. So, yes, one of the big body free agents would be nice. Um, but Renfro, yeah, kind of in. Replacing Jackie Bradley, who was a black hole for them. Um, Brooker are, like, ready to go. Yeah, they're... Their lineup sticks out to me as, like, stronger than I would have said in my head. Yeah, I mean, it's just Brewers. Like, it's yeah. not it's not flashy, and it's not like, you know, I feel the phrase I got sucked into with lineups for a while was like, oh, you know, look at their top three. That can carry you. Like, they don't really have that, but they don't have any, like, you either. They don't have, outside of... Uh... You know, if the DH is there, currently listed as Tyrone Taylor in the nine hole, which is a little sad. Sure. But, sure. Uh, and prove me wrong, Tyrone. Right. Chad or maybe more importantly, uh, moving guys around. The sign, the sign there is that the DH spot is open. Yeah. I mean, that they go do the, the Schwarber thing. He'd be penciled in there, but he can go well, get Rowdy a day, get Yelly a day off his feet, whoever it is. That's where the Brewers might have a leg up with the the DH coming over where, you know, they may not have to pay the 20 mil a year for Schwarber, but they could take a $6 million bet on a Luke Voigt. Yeah. Someone like that. So, and, and it kind of doesn't, I don't want to say doesn't matter, but it's not, they don't have a specific position. They got a target because they have an open slot. Can do kind of whatever. They, they can let the market dictate a little bit. So, wow. A little excitement for my crew coming out of it. The St. Louis Cardinals finished second in the division last year, 90-72. and 72. Um, Edmund Goldschmidt, Tyler O'Neill, breakout, my king. Nolan Arenado, Dylan Carlson was finding it by the end of last year. Gonna be a 40-year-old Yachty Molina. Love that. Paul DeYoung, Edmund Sosa, Harry Bader. Okay. So... Lars Newtbar may be getting in the mix. Um, yeah, I mean, this is another team where they need a DH, um, and they need a lefty DH because their lineup is all righties except the switch-hitting Edmund and Carlson. This, I am now having flashbacks to, to, I think I said on a Talking Baseball, this team would sign Schwarber. I think what we're finding out is it's a good time to be Kyle Schwarber. Um, he will he will have a market. Fifteen more DH spots opening up, and you're a mashing lefty. Um, <laughs> if you can get, I mean, the, it does feel like the Brewers and Cardinals, uh, just being both the same division could be on him. Yankees, Red Sox, could Red both Sox, be in on him. Like it's a good time. Some, some in division. It's a good time to be Kyle Schwarber's agent. Um, they'd be like a sneaky Conforto team, maybe. They're going to add another bat. Uh, right now, the lineup, very top-heavy. How much do you believe in Tyler O'Neill? I want to. My king. I think you could still say him and Dylan Carlson. One of them is going to be good for you. What level, I don't know. Can both be? Not sure. 
Yachty's Yachty, DeYoung, Edmund DeSosa. I think you let them figure it out at shortstop. Some Cardinals fans think they're in the shortstop game. We'll see. Sometimes the, the Cardinals can drop a nuke on you. I don't think they're going to have that much money invested in Goldschmidt and Arenado. I mean, they got rid of Colton Wong for like $10 million the year before. I mean, they had a good replacement in Tommy Edmund, but um, it doesn't feel like that would be the next big place. Yeah, I just I don't see them doing the long term when they have that much money committed to, especially Arenado. Uh, Cardinals are a good club. Wayno, Flaherty, Stephen Matz. How about that? Stephen Matz, one of the free agents that went. Uh, Dakota Hudson. Wow, he'll be back. Miles Michaelis. Uh, Giovanni Gallegos tied myself to him for no reason. Reyes Cabrera, um, Cardinals like like you've said, BBD they get organizational points. Um, yeah, they're uh, if they stay quiet, I don't love the Cardinals lineup. Um, Yachty is what Yachty is at this point, and I understand it. Like I. I would love Yachty on my team, I think. Um, but if you have Yachty and Harrison Bader, who did hit a little bit last year, also awesome defense in center field. Uh, the positions they play, that is important. Yeah. No, like that's a win. And then shortstop, another position it's tough to get offense. Uh, they've got some coin flippy options between DeYoung and Sosa. They're going to sign one more bat. Um, depends what level of impact. Uh, 40-year-old Wayno. God, he was so good last year. Jack Flaherty had a weird year last year. Somehow his stats look good. That's kind of bizarre. Steven Matz, apparently they believe in that. Long Island boy, good for him. Uh, another good organization. It does feel like until they make... They need to make an impact move to to kind of take over this division. I I guess the other thing, and we'll see where playoff format and everything lands, they have some prospects who might be on the way. Nolan Gorman, uh, Matthew Liberator. Cardinals are a well-run org. And I think they can almost pencil themselves into a playoff spot. Like, Brewers and Cardinals are going to end up with a pretty good record. And depending what the playoff format looks like, I think both teams are going to be there. So I don't think they even need to make impact moves. And if they do, they can save it for the deadline. I do like catharsis in the chat. Just said Eddie Rosario's fit on the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if he can lock in every day, DH, maybe a little outfield if you need it. Like, he's not bad out there. We saw him with nice outfield assist in the postseason. Uh, but, Yeah. Just you could pencil him in and, like, maybe the cleanup spot. Maybe fifth. Um, Yeah, I definitely, I like that. I see them making a move like that just to bolster it enough. They need one more body. Um, But, yeah, otherwise I think they just, they're going to stumble into enough wins because the next, next scariest team in that division, it's Reds or Cubs. Cubs had a tough year last one year, seventy-one and ninety-one. Reds were eighty-three and seventy-nine. They were involved. Uh, Castellanos is a free agent, and man, was that guy a dude for them! Uh, if he is gone, 
he is gone, and that's brutal. And I, I feel like there haven't even been rumors of a return for him at all. I mean, again, maybe that's just rumor mill. Jonathan India broke out. Awesome. We love him. Jesse Winker is awesome, and we love him. Joey Votto found it again, and we love him. Uh, Eugenio Suarez has been in a weird spot for a little while. Tyler Nikin did the goods last year. Tyler Stevenson, we love. Moose, we love. Right now, yeah, you're just you're concerned. What's going on with Eugenio Suarez? Uh, Reds fans, I've never heard an answer. Because it's just a weird stat line. Uh, TJ Friedel currently locked into center field. I guess Akiyama. They'll see whatever happens there. Nick Senzel. What's going on there? Number two pick overall one year. Um, and they've kind of had a little bit of a shortstop problem. Um, you know, Kyle Farmer was was good for them. but um, And then in the rotation, Castillo. Uh, Molly, Sonny Gray, Vlad Gutierrez, our guy. And how about Ravier San Martin? God, if that doesn't get you going. Feels like this team is a tier, a significant tier below the other teams. Hey, they signed Trey Amberge to minor league contract. Friend. Love him. Friend of the company. Um, yeah, man, I, I just think we'd be in a weird spot with the Reds if if they don't make the move, which I, I don't think they're making the move. Um, that, you know, Jesse Winker. Jesse Winker is so good. Go look at his stats. Um, I don't know what you do. Are they trading Luis Castillo? They let what Wade Miley go to the Cubs. Um, and the Chicago Cubs. I think the Cubs are going to be a blast this year. Some of the names in the lineup will shock you. Ortega, Schwindel, Contreras, Hap, Wisdom, Frazier, Hayward, Horner, Madrigal. That's a fun team. What is Ortega? What is Madrigal? What is Horner? What is Frazier? Um, I think a couple of those are going to click. I think a couple of those will not click. And the rotation is Stroman, Hendricks, Miley, Alzale, and Mills. Uh, depending who you talk to, those first four ain't bad. You really wish there was a true one that was with them. Um, I mean, Cubs are over the Reds right now. Sorry, Reds fans. Sorry, Cincinnati. Enjoy your bangles, I guess. Um, and, like we've been alluding to on Talking Yanks a lot, Talking Yanks, Talking Baseball. Um, feels like Cubs are going to do one more thing because they paid for Stroman, although it's two or two and three-year option, something like that. Uh, yeah, man, the Cubbies... Cubbies are a serious wild card. Um, I would, they're a team I would circle right now because that team's got a chance to actually be pretty fun. Their starting pitcher ERA last year was 27. That's horrible. That's real bad. Um, 
They've added Strowman and Wade Miley. Man, if they could get in on Rodon. BBD, remind me, Rodon to the Cubs. I think they need that. Rodon to the Cubs. Noted. Noted, noted. Uh, is there another central team? Pittsburgh, uh, play Cole Tucker. It's pretty, pretty simple. You have a star. Fucking play him. Fucking play him. Uh, and then we'll finish up with the West. Try to be as quick as I can about it. Because um, this is another crazy fun one. The Dodgers. Or should I even start with them? Because they didn't win the division last year. The Giants did. Everyone saw... What projections came out the other day? Was it Fangraph's projections? That had the Yankees winning the division? Yeah, I don't know. I'd be curious what the formula is there. Because the Yankees currently don't employ a shortstop. Not sure what that was all about. It also had the Giants as a 500 baseball team. So they did not believe in Giants magic. Um, Let's start with the Dodgers. The lineup will still kind of blow your doors off. Mookie, Trey Turner, Justin Turner, Max Muncy, Will Smith, Chris Tyler, Cody Bellinger, A.J. Pollock, Gavin Lux slated as the DH. He can also play some infield. Um, I think they're going to be in on Freddie. Put Max Muncy as the DH. Or put Max Muncy at second, excuse me. Or no, at the DH and you have Freddie play first. I think I think they want to do that. I think that's their TKO move. Dodgers rotation, we did this last TB. Walker Bueller, Urias, awesome. Gonsolin, Haney, Price. That doesn't sound like the Dodgers. Um, Which makes me wonder what's going on with them. Are they in on a Luis Castillo? Are they in on Rodon? Like, they, they have currently lost a lot. Max Scherzer, Corey Seager, Clayton Kershaw. Is he going back? Um, Kenley Jansen's a free agent. They lost Corey Kniebel. Pitched big innings for them in the playoffs. Uh, know who's another free agent for them, BBD? Cole Hamels. <laughs> that's really that's really good. That's that's good stuff. Their farm system ain't what their farm system used to be. They are in a window. Dodgers are huge players when we come back. Right now, the Dodgers ain't it. They're a lineup. They're a lineup. I should give I should be giving them more credit for that. Although, you know, Cody Bellinger was bad last year. Um they're a lineup with two studs at the top of their rotation. Everything outside of that isn't as dodgery as you'd think. Um Trinan, Hudson, Vessia, Bruce Starr, like Tommy Kale Tommy Canley, hopefully pitching for the Dodgers this year. Forgot about him. Um that being said, it's a brutal division. And do you do you believe in San Francisco Giants voodoo magic? Uh, some places don't. And it's when you look at the lineup, you start to get it. Listella, Belt, Crawford, Lamont Way Jr., Longo, Yaz, Ruff, Duggar, Bart. Logan Webb, Discalfani, Wood, Cobb, Beattie in the rotation. It's just a different level of names. Uh, Tyro Estrada on the bench, though. Watch out for that. Um, Jake Russell in the chat. Tell that fraud Trevor Plouffe I never want to see him in Seahawks gear again. Done. Mm -hmm. Done. Uh, I will be glad to share that message with him. 
Giants fans, you guys are going to have a brutal rest of the offseason when it kicks back in because nobody is going to believe in you. And I'm sorry. It's all due to star power. Um, Gossman's gone. Chris Bryant, we'll see if he's gone. They had magic last year. I think Posey, man. I think Buster Posey was so huge for that team. Um, and like that's obviously not a hot take or anything. It's just a matter of how huge did how much did he affect the pitching? How much did he affect the hitting? Uh, hey, they were first in bullpen ERA. They were third in starting pitching ERA. If they do that again, they will compete. They also had the fourth highest OPS in baseball. The Giants were locked in, and you know we talked about their coaching staff. Next year is the year we find out if there's full blown Giants magic. If they are a team like the Rays or if they are a team like the Brewers that year in, year out, we're just going to depend on them. I don't know. Little scared. Little scared. Because I'm also a guy that's drinking Padres Kool-Aid. This is the year the Padres have been building up for. Clevenger will be back. Joe Musgrove, Yu Darvish, Blake Snell, Clevenger, and then they signed Nick Martinez to somewhat real money, so they believe in him. Um, we'll see what's going on. They still have a couple big prospects that were supposed to blow this over the top. C.J. Abrams, number three in baseball. Um, not supposed to get here this year, but uh, we will see. Campusano, uh, he is. Uh, he's supposed to be a pretty legit... He's a catcher, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, yeah, I'm not sure why I got hesitant on that. It's because they kind of have catchers. Um, they made the move for Austin Nola a couple years ago, which I liked, uh, and Caratini, Trent Grisham, Tatis, Cronenworth, Machado, Hosmer, Myers, Profar, Nola, and Mazzara. The lineup gets quicker than you'd like. They have, uh, Hassan Kim. So like him and Profar, they're super versatile MLB guys that help really get you through a season. They need an impact bat. I think this is the year they trade Hosmer and get off of his money. I think they package some prospects with him to do that. Um, that being said, it hasn't happened yet. Their bullpen, guys down there won't scare you right now. Pierce Johnson, Luis Garcia, Pagan, Denilson Lamette. Remember him? He's technically mm-hmm. in their bullpen. What's going on with him? He's been banged up. DrewPalm.com, torn flexor. Um like uh, and on the trading Hosmer point, attached some prospies there. I mean, they they've kind some some nerd blogs say they're like the new Pirates, where the, where they're kind of the team that has been good at getting prospects, pitching prospects, especially to mm. Major League Baseball, but haven't been able to kind of finish them off there. They've they've stagnated a bit. Tap so in. if you get one of one of their close to MLB ready guys, um, to take on Hosmer, if you have a if you believe in your major league development staff. Yeah, I guess uh, I'm, I've am i been drinking the Padres Kool-Aid because I, I do love their rotation. I think Musgrove, Darvish, Snell, Clevenger can, can bring them through a full season kind of on their own, never mind Fernando Tatis Jr. if he's the best player in baseball, which he can be. Cronenworth underrated. Machado's awesome. Go look at his stats page. Um 
Yeah, they they do need to mix it up in that lineup because it you know Will Myers and Eric Hosmer five six. If you could get rid of Hosmer, get a better body in there, and slide Will Myers down, you like that stuff a lot more. Um, I feel like they're going to make a lot of little moves in free agency. Another fit for like an Eddie Rosario or a Solaire. I think this could be another really good landing spot for them. Solaire on this team, that would be fun. Chain hanging out, big old hammer. Right now, it's still the Dodgers. It's still the Dodgers. Although I will say, hey, Dodgers starting pitching. We talked about it. Bueller, Urias. Then you're getting into Catteray. Catterday, Tony Gonsolin. Versus Musgrove, Darvish, Snell, Clev. Padres have the leg up there. And it's significant as of right now. If you if you could pick something to have the leg up in, that might be what you'd pick. Right. So, um, it does feel like... Still the Dodgers overall for this exercise, but they, much more than previous years, need to make one more like big addition. It's Dodgers, I'm not even sure what the Giants could do, although they were supposed to be massive players this free agency. Remember, they were supposed to be in on Scherzer? Like, a lot of people had Scherzer going to the Giants. So maybe they pull something out. 107 wins last year. Um that now I'm starting to understand why people were giving me Padres guff. Because no matter where you stand on the Giants, like, okay, let's find out. Like, nobody truly knows. If someone tells you they know if the Giants are going to be a 100-win team again, they're lying to you. Because they could be. I think they could also be 500. I really do. Um, where the Padres, they have some work to do. They have some serious work to do. Um New manager, like that for them. And I'm not going to get too lost in last year's final numbers. They were out of it, and when a team is out of it, you just kind of don't care anymore. Clevenger back. That's another stat page to look at. He was really good. We'll see what he looks like. First year back. Um, Padres, That maybe what I'm circling is when the lockout ends. That's a team that's got to make a lot of moves. And I think uh, I think they will too. I've I've bought in on that. I've talked about that. But for now, they they ain't it. Rockies and Diamondbacks are in that division. Facts. Diamondbacks bounce back here. Which one can coax you out of retirement first? Yeah, that's what this year's about. Rockies did Put win seventy four. Rockies did win seventy four games last year. They deserve a little Put more love. But they should be losing Trevor Story and John Gray. <laughs> Already lost one confirmed. Yeah. And the other's about as confirmed as it can be. Yeah. God damn it, Rockies. D backs jumped the Rockies this year. Like, lock that in, Janiel. Hard. Hard. Um, all right, people. We got we got lost in the sauce for a little bit. Um Hope you learned something there. Like Cubs and Padres. I think Cubs, I drank a little Kool-Aid today. Padres, I spat a little out, but I want more. You're ready to drink more Kool-Aid. Once, yeah. Once the lockout ends, I'll want all the Kool-Aid. You'd love to get another sip. Oh, sure would. 
know a guy named Walter Sherwood. Um, people, thank you. Last episode of Waken Jake. I asked you guys to bake the algorithm because I ask you to do that to every episode. Bake the algo. Leave a comment. Leave a review. Hit the like button. Share with a friend. Um, and, I, you know, I love when you guys leave sports topics to discuss. Matthew, honestly not sure if Burrow ended the Herbert versus Burrow debate yet. Herbert has a rocket arm and less weapons on offense, still is productive. Burrow's kind of ended that for now. He's going to the Super Bowl. Um, Herbert hasn't made the playoffs. Check back in and, and next year. Let's see. Kind of ended that for now. Uh, Dan LeBlanc on the Blue Jays. Paper the Jays, eight of the nine Starters are right-handed. Kevin Biggio, the only lefty. Um, Jays really need one of the many speculated lefties or switch guys. J-Ram, Cattell Marte, Jeff McNeil, Cronenworth. I haven't seen the Cronenworth stuff. Conforto, also in consideration. Um, okay, Dan. I don't know. Interested. We just talked about how the Cardinals might need a le- Cardinals and Blue Jays need lefties. We're learning. We're learning together. Um, Connor Green said, if Jake were to get one ear pierced, he would look like the guy your daughter dates purely out of spite. That's when I was a goatee guy. So I get that. I get that. Doesn't mean it doesn't sting less. Um, But thank you, guys. Numbers have been good lately as we build up to the Super Bowl and we stumbled into a couple full baseball episodes. So thank you, guys. Truly appreciate it. Uh, Bake the algorithm. Like. Comment, share with a friend. Um, BBD, I have a bro of the night I'm pretty happy about. Oh? Uh, it's a lady, bro. Oh, love a lady, bro. Uh, it's Iowa basketball player Caitlin Clark. BBD, I, I might have a clip made of this. Uh, she is awesome. She is college basketball Steph Curry. Uh, the highlights are insane. Um, I'll, I'll try to find some while I can, but she pulls up wherever she wants. Like easy logo stuff. Um, here, I'll, I'll turn one to you, BBD. Not sure if we can get this on. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Just hit hit the wrong button. Uh, Caitlin Clark, Iowa. Look her up. Um, just pulling up from the logo. Like, late game. Like, no rules. Um, she was getting doubled and triple team. She, uh, I promise you, the original idea around this was to someone that deserves love, or maybe you should go check out in the sports world, please, please look at Caitlin Clark's highlights from today. Um, Disgusting. Disgusting. Um, I know people sometimes give women's hoops a lot of guff. Watch Caitlin Clark's highlights and tell me if you could give her any guff. Because she's next level. Um, Big fan over here. Caitlin Clark, bro of the night. All in. All in. I mean, my bro of the night to a, a close personal friend of both of ours. Mm. Uh, Bobby Portis. Wow. 
I think Saturday night. Yep, Saturday he had a 30-point game and a win. And uh, did a shot with him once. So Yeah, big time. You were there. You participated. Yeah. Bobby Portis is the Worst man. I've ever felt, but that opportunity was there. Oh, that's I right. Dead. I forgot you died that day. That was wild. Wild. Wild stuff. Uh, yeah, I love Bobby Portis. All time. Forever. We'll have him on the show at some point. Uh, yeah, fail. No, slang is, slang is the good disgusting. Kalen Clark is, yes, so good. Um, all right. Bobby Portis, Kalen Clark, studs. People, talking baseball, coming up in a little bit. Number one labor pod in the world. Talking Giants, they were rolling. They were at Senior Bowl all week. So if you're in the depths of that, they've got a ton of stuff, ton of content. So much Giants coaching stuff. Oh, yeah. How about that? Chris Rose rotation. Uh, Yelly. Yelich. Miggy Rojas. Dudes. And last now, last week. Just listen to that. That was good. Um, so much stuff. Big reveal later this week. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Get ready. That snuck up. Get ready, people. Get ready. Enjoy your week. We will see you. We will bake later. Super Bowl bake. Whoa.